Welcome to the C3 Coffs Harbour podcast. Today's message is a recording from our online service. To join our online church community, visit c3ch.online.church and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy the message. Well, happy Sunday, everybody. Um, as you can see, things look a little bit different to uh, normal. Um, we are midway through all the renovation work that we've been talking about over the coming months. All the things we looked at on Vision Sunday, our Vision Builder Sunday are now actually happening. We are right in the middle of full-blown renovation work. The offices have been gutted, um, new entrance area to kids, new storage area, a brand new meeting room, and we're going to be putting new carpet throughout the auditorium as well, plus a whole bunch of other little surprises for you that we can't wait to uh, share with you in the coming weeks or so. Um, Just want to give you a little update of where we are at with returning back to church. Um, It's likely going to be sooner rather than later. We don't have a date yet. As as I said, we're in the middle of renovation. So once that all finishes up and finalizes, then we'll be able to start training teams in our COVID safe plan and things like that. And then we'll set a date for our return for in-person services. So stay tuned to that. In saying that, I just wanted to remind us all of the uh, the importance of communication at this time. Anna and I really are trying our hardest to make sure we are constantly giving as much information about church and where we're at as possible. And just to remind you, the main forms of communication that we are using to, uh, to talk to everybody is our email. So um, you probably see one or two, sometimes three emails come through a week. Please don't just delete those or throw them in the trash. They will hold some sort of useful information for you so that we can communicate our heart, we can communicate what's happening uh, with the church. And so please make sure you open those, read those, and if anything needs to be actioned, make sure you action those as well. Uh, We also maximize our use of social media with Facebook, Instagram. So uh, make sure you're jumping onto those, the people of C3CH page on Facebook as well, um, just so that we are getting as much information across to you as possible. We don't want anybody to be in the dark or in the the lurch uh, with all the information. So, uh, And also just want to thank the hand full of people who put up their hand during our Vision Builders pledge time to say they would come and help. Uh, There's been a few that have come along and done a bunch of work around the place and we are so thankful for you. Uh, But it's not too late. There is plenty of work to do. Many hands make light work, as they say. And so if you're keen to uh, get in amongst it and and help us do some stuff, painting or cleaning, rearranging, whatever it is, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So just send me a text, send us an email, contact us via whatever you can. Uh, We'd love to uh, have as many people helping out as possible so that we can uh, return to in-person services ASAP. So that being all said, let's get to the nitty gritty. If you hear um, uh, tools and hammers in the background, that's because, as I said, we are in the middle of this renovation work. So don't let it distract you as we dive into today's message. Uh, So we are in our series. We're up to week four now of Above All Else, um, looking at Proverbs 4.23, which says, Above all else, guard your heart, for from it flow all the issues of life. And so one way we're looking at guarding our heart is by putting disciplines in place to protect our heart from the things of this world so that we can contain the things of God in our hearts. And then from that, the issues of our life will flow out of godliness and peace and joy. And all the things that God has for us, if we contain them in our heart, will flow from our heart. And so we've looked at, um, first we looked at meditation, about what is 
Christian meditation, how it differs from Eastern religion meditation. Last week, Pastor Steve Godfrey from C3 Kingscliff preached a great message on prayer, and that was really helpful for us to see that uh, we are on mission with God. 1 Corinthians 3 9 says that we are co workers with Christ, and so we have a mission to do as, as partnering with God. And so that should affect our prayer life to not just pray for our needs or, or the stuff that's in front of our face, but to look beyond that and pray for others and pray for the world around us. And that was a, a great challenge that uh, Steve set for us with that, which leads to this week's homework. How did you go with this week's Ponder and Practice? We set the challenge, which, which Steve said so beautifully, to look through the Gospels and see where Jesus prayed for people, what he prayed, how he prayed, his posture during prayer. Um, how did you go with that challenge? Did you, did you notice a theme with Jesus? Did you notice a confidence in Jesus when he prayed? He didn't say, God, if it was your will, if maybe. He was very assertive and, and, and full of faith with his prayers. And, and hopefully you picked up those sorts of things with your, with your study of Jesus' prayers. And then also the practice challenge for this week was to be intentional about praying for other people. So how did you go with that? Did you feel that it it changed the way you viewed prayer? Did it change the way you view people? What did you learn about God? What did you learn about yourself in that process? So hopefully over the last week, you've really noticed a difference in your posture and in your position when it comes to prayer. But today we're going to dive into another discipline that's going to be really helpful in us guarding our hearts, which we should do above all else. And that is Fasting. Today we're going to be looking at fasting, and even just thinking about fasting makes me hungry. So why don't we dive in today? Um, so, so what is fasting? Well, fasting, purely and simply, when we read from the scriptures, fasting is the abstinence of food from our day-to-day schedule um, for the purpose of um, spiritual development and spiritual formation. That that is the ultimate basic. Um, uh, platform for understanding what fasting is. Um, fasting is not uh, a hunger strike. Um, secularism will use um, hunger strike to uh, as, as, a, as a way of gaining power or raising awareness to a particular social issue or thing going on. Fasting is not um, a hunger strike. Um, uh, secularism will also use um, things like fasting for, for dietary purposes to better your health and, and well-being. Um, that is not fasting. Fasting is not about uh, anything to do with just our, our, our physical um, conditioning alone. Fasting is all about the spirit. It's all about denying the flesh so that we can strengthen our spirit. Um, and it's always for spiritual purposes. Uh, examples we see in the Bible of fasting, we see fasting in the life of uh, Moses. We see life, fasting in the life of David, of Elijah, of Paul, John the Baptist, Jesus himself. All of these, these guys in the Bible, we can see practiced the art of fasting. It was part of the, the normal um, spiritual culture of God's kingdom. And we can also look through history, look through church history. We see so many people, um, forefathers of the faith, who, who not only practice but attest to the power and teach on the power of fasting. Um, here we see guys like Martin Luther, John Calvin, John Wesley, uh, guys like um, uh, Charles Finney, and there's so many more that just say, you know what, fasting is a a vital part of the Christian life and the Christian um, spiritual formation process. Um, uh, Christian, Christian fasting also is it's just the, the abstinence of food 
um, whether in solid form or liquid form from the diet. It's never about no water. Um, we've got to be careful about that as well, that the body is designed to only have about enough water for three days worth of living. After that, we will die. Um, whereas we can go for you know two or three weeks without food before our body will start to shut down. But um, primarily biblical fasting is the absence of food, not the absence of water. We've got to make that really clear. Um, and in most cases, fasting is an individual matter. It's about us connecting with God, as I said, for our spiritual formation. But sometimes there can be corporate fasting. And, and Scripture will talk about how cities or nations would fast together for a common purpose to bring a sense of unity and to cry out to God together. And so there are absolutely times where corporate fasting is, is a beautiful and wonderful thing. And, and at times at C3CH, we will do that together as a, a time of, of corporate um, unifying together with fasting as the, the, the medium by which we do that. Um, but more often than not, um, fasting is an individual act, it's an individual endeavor for us to grow in our spiritual development and walk with God. Um, over the years, I've seen, I don't know, I guess I've seen a, a change in people's approach to fasting um, where once it was, hey, I'm just going to go on a 24-hour fast and I'm not going to have any food and I'm just going to seek God and and and. With, with 20th century, 21st century culture, we've sort of morphed into something a bit different where we'll, we'll say things like, oh, I'm just going to fast wine for a week or I'm going to fast Netflix or, or I'm just going to have a social media fast. And all those things are fine and all those things are good, but they are not biblical fasting. Biblical fasting is the abstinence of food, not of social media, not of anything like that. And, and here's why I find that problematic is because... Biblical fasting says that we should take a very normal function, which is the, 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 the sustaining of ourselves by eating food, which is a completely normal and, and godly function. We abstain from that so that there is a hunger and a pain and a desire in us that rises up and craves for those things that sustain us, that then those pains, those cravings, those desires should uh, bring to our attention our need for God, to depend on Him, to, to connect with Him. And that's why it's such a spiritual thing, because we we take those physical feelings and we project them in a spiritual sense to draw nearer and closer to God. And so my problem, if we, if we substitute out food for social media or for Netflix or for a glass of water, whatever it is, other than what it was intended for, which was food, um, then we're kind of missing the point of what fasting is all about. And I would go so far to say, if I could be um, a little bit pastoral for a minute, what concerns me is if somebody says, I'm going to fast social media, then what I'm hearing is that social media has become a source of sustenance for that person. And if it's taken from them, then desires will start to rise up in them. Hunger pains will start to rise up in them where they will start to crave this thing because they don't have it any longer. And I go in, in myself, okay, they are craving or desiring or having hunger for something that is unnatural, unlike food. Therefore, I would say, you don't need to fast that thing. You need to get rid of that thing. That, that thing has become an idol for you. That thing has become an obsession for you. And so fasting, that is not biblical fasting. You should do those things, absolutely, but they should be secondary and not primary. Biblical fasting is the abstinence of food for the sake of spiritual formation. Um, yeah, cool. Um, fasting does not impress God. Um, it does not demand uh, His favor or blessing. Um, it, it simply helps us... Uh, 
be aware of our fragility as humans and cling tighter to him and grow deeper in our relationship with God. So is fasting a commandment? That's, that's a good question that some people ask. You go, All right, well, is it mandatory for Christians to fast? Um, and that's a normal question to ask. Um, Jesus' teaching in Matthew chapter 6 would put, in it he puts fasting in the same category as giving and in the same category as prayer. And if you read in Matthew chapter 6, the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus unpackages these things as if, you know, fasting is as normal as giving is as normal as prayer. And we don't have an issue teaching on and practicing prayer in church. We don't have an issue with teaching and, and practicing giving in church because we all know that we should be giving. But when it comes to fasting, for some reason, we can see it as this optional extra that maybe if I felt like it, I'll do it. But Jesus says, hold on, you know what? I actually... You know, put that in, in the same category as these other spiritual disciplines of prayer and, and giving. And also he says, when you fast, not if you fast or if you happen to get around to it. Or It's like it's, it's assumed by the teaching of Jesus that we will engage in these spiritual practices. So is it a commandment? Is it a, a mandate? Well, I guess you could argue that no, it's not because it's not explicitly said you must. But we can implicitly see through the teachings of Jesus that he basically talks about it as if it's a normative part of the Christian experience. Um, Martin Luther writes this, he writes, It was not Christ's intention to reject or despise fasting. It was intention rather to restore proper fasting so that we would understand the power and the richness of this practice in our own spiritual formation. Um, we've touched on this before, but the next question is, what, what is the purpose of fasting? Um, uh, again, um, fasting is not about grabbing God's attention. Um, it's not about getting brownie points with God. It's simply an avenue and a conduit to take us closer to God um, where he can change us. Um, at, at times we can feel like, and I've definitely observed this too, where um, the stress and emphasis on, on fasting is being put on the result or, or, or an outcome, or I want this blessing, or I want this thing to happen, or I want this breakthrough, so I'm going to fast, um, because then the object of my fasting is this breakthrough, this blessing, this thing, this provision I need from God. And, and that's not the primary purpose of fasting at all. Um, fasting must and forever will be focused and centered around God himself. Um, John Wesley says this beautiful quote in regards to fasting. He says, first, let fasting be done unto the Lord with one eye singly fixed on him. Let our intention herein be this and this alone to glorify our Father which is in heaven. When we make fasting um, center around God, when we make fasting um, all about our spiritual formation, our connecting with God, more than um, whatever God can do for us, if he becomes the end goal, then what we do is we eradicate this um, this this thinking, this mindset that, that can easily sneak in where we start to love the blessing more than the blesser. And that's a real problem in 21st century life where we're all about the, the, the quick answer, the quick result, the quick meal, the quick this. We all want instant gratification, instant knowledge, instant information at our fingertips. Um, and, and so what can end up happening is we, we just want God to come through for us, break through for us, and we become so much more focused on the blessing at the expense of being focused on the blesser. And God's heart for you and I is not to just fill our life with stuff, but to fill our life with his presence and have a relationship with us. Uh, and he really does have a father's heart for, uh, for you and for me, for us to enjoy relationship with him. Um, fasting um, also has this... Um, incredible ability to reveal things that are inside of us. And, and what I mean by that is when, when we start to, to um, deny the flesh 
of its desires, and in particular this, in this instance we're talking about food, um, there can start to be these, these results inside of us or this, um, like these, these things well up inside of us. For example, like angry, anger, right? You might, um, in the middle of a fast, start to find yourself getting agitated and angry. And we could easily go, well, you know, I'm, I'm just hungry, therefore I'm getting agitated, and we can just write that off, oh, I'm hangry. And so give that guy a Snickers and he'll be fine. Um, but but what, if, what if through this process of you denying the flesh, this is the Holy Spirit's way of bringing things to your attention that God needs to deal with? So what if, what if perhaps there is a, a seed of anger or, or bitterness in your heart that, that through fasting, through denying your flesh, you're able to see and identify that? And in that closeness to God, in that connection that you have with God through fasting, you're able to say, God, can you help me with this issue? Can you, can you deal with this anger that I've identified in the, in the slowness that I'm now living in, focused on you, would you help me deal with this anger or this, um, this sense of whatever it is, um, unforgiveness or rejection or whatever it is that bubbles up, we have a beautiful opportunity through fasting to see those things and ask God to, to deal with them on our behalf. Um, a couple of final thoughts before we finish, and fasting helps keep balance in our life. So it's so easy for us to allow non-essential things to get positions of prominence and power in our life, um, and we quickly crave things, and as soon as we crave them, those things um, capture our attention, capture our affections, and we end up becoming enslaved by these things. And that was my issue before, is like saying, I'm going to fast social media, I'm going to fast Netflix or whatever. The problem is, those things are fine in and of themselves, but when they enslave us to a point where we, f- we feel like fasting them is going to bring breakthrough. No, 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 that's, that's an issue because what we're saying subconsciously is that thing has a control over my life that if it's taken from me, it's going to create a hunger and a desire in me that probably is unnatural and not what God would have for you as your best life. Um, a couple of other benefits to, to fasting that, that Richard Foster would put out in his book. Um, it gives us an increased effectiveness in intercession, that we get a clarity in our spirit, a clarity in our prayer life to, to hear from the Holy Spirit. It's that whole concept of draw near to God and He will draw near to you. And again, that's one of the points of fasting, right, is to, to draw near to God. And the Bible says that He will draw near to you. And when that happens, there's a clarity that comes in our spirit, especially through prayer, to, to know exactly what to pray for people in, in that uh, space of um, intercession. Um, it helps us with the guidance in making decisions. It gives us this increased, increased concentration, which I just mentioned. Um, it can help people get deliverance from bondage. It can, help, it can definitely help in physical well-being. Studies have shown that science would indicate that fasting actually does have a benefit on the body, that we should practice intermittent fasting as a, as a part of our, our regular diet and, and wellness during the week. Um, but again, that's not the primary reason we do fast. The primary reason is for spiritual development, but the the byproducts can actually have an impact positively on our physical well-being as well. Um, In all of these, and like every other spiritual discipline we have talked about and every other spiritual discipline we will talk about, um, we can expect that God will reward us because we are diligently seek Him. Uh, And the Bible is really clear that God rewards those who diligently seek Him, and that is what we're doing with fasting, denying the flesh so that when we are reminded of the, the, the things that we hunger, the things we desire, we can diligently seek after God, and He will reward us for that. 
So this week's homework, as I come to a close, um, the things we want to ponder and practice. Um, first, I would like you, you at home and myself to ponder how we can bring fasting into a more regular part of our spiritual life. Um, for some of us, prayer is easy. For some of us, reading the Bible is easy. But, but is fasting an easy and regular and consistent part of your spiritual development and formation. So ponder that this week. How could you make it? Could you bring it in once a week, once a fortnight, once a month maybe, where you can have a day of fasting? Or you might go, once a year, I'm going to have a three-day fasting um, period where I'm just going to draw near to God and pencil it out in my calendar. Or whatever works for you. Um, I just want us all as a church to think about um, how we can integrate fasting more as a regular practice. And then the practice side of things um, that's actually going to, we're going to do this, and that is in two days' time on Tuesday, the 6th of October. I'm going to call, Anna and I are going to call um, 24 hours of fasting, um, where together we will practice this spiritual formation, this spiritual discipline of just fasting. Um, and we're not going to do it, it, it's corporate in the sense that we're doing it together, but it's individual in the fact that that's what we want the outcome to be. We're not fasting corporately for breakthrough or anything like that. We, we might do that down the track, but this particular fast is simply we're all going to fast simultaneously at the same time, but the goal is simply to connect with God, that you in your place, in your space, in your life can connect with God through the discipline of fasting this Tuesday. And I get it, some people have um, medical conditions where they would be advised not to fast and have long periods of time without food. And I'm not saying go against your doctor's orders, but I'm saying, how can you be involved? Maybe could you just skip lunch and you could fast throughout the day, have breakfast and have dinner, but maybe fast throughout the day and, and, and be part of it that way. But for the vast majority of us, um, it would do us well to um, cleanse our body and our mind and our spirit by fasting for 24 hours. So this Tuesday, 6th of October, we're going to fast for 24 hours. So we're going to get up Tuesday morning, no breakfast, no lunch, no dinner, and break the fast on Wednesday morning. And, uh, and throughout that whole process, I want us to maybe journal, have a little diary with you, or just put notes in your phone, what it is you are learning about yourself and what it is you are learning about God in that process. And so um, I would love to hear your feedback. Contact me, let me know. Um, I would uh, be super keen to hear how God is working in and through your life through this discipline. So uh, that's it for today. The challenge has been set. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday, and we will see how you go. But before we go, let me pray for you all. Father, I just thank you so much for our incredible church. Lord, I thank you for all this renovation work that is happening around us. Lord, we are super excited to um, build a church that... Um, uh, that the, the beauty of its house will be a, a reflection of the beauty of your heart. And Lord, that as we come back together in the coming weeks and months, Lord, that we would just truly encounter heaven on earth in our gatherings. And Lord, in particular this week, as we go about fasting and practicing fasting, Lord, I pray that you would help us. I know it's not going to be easy for some of us, myself included, um, but Lord, I just pray that we would just have a, a supernatural sense of your power and strength to see us through this as we diligently seek you. And I thank you that you would reward us because of that. Lord, bless Bless this church and everybody in it, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about our online services, visit c3ch.online.church and come say hi on Facebook and Instagram.